Welcome to Eye to Eye, the podcast of the Royal College of Ophthalmologists. My name is Sunil Mamtora, and I will be your host. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Sandra Mooley, a consultant ophthalmologist who works in Wolverhampton, and up until recently was the chair of the CESA faculty. Mr. Sandra Mooley was also, and is also, a CESA assessor and has been for the last eight years. Mr. Sandra Mooley, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about CESA and its importance. And I was just wondering, just to start with, could you just explain what is CESA and why is it so important? Thanks, Sunil. Good evening. Um, yeah, CESA basically stands for Certificate of Equivalence for Registration. The registration is for specialist registration. So Certificate of Equivalence for Specialist Registration is the full you know, expansion of the acronym. It enables you basically to get into the specialist re- register through another route instead of the standard more common CCT route. Hmm. Okay. How do you think employers view two separate candidates, one who completed the conventional training program in the UK and another who completed CESA and assuming the the centre didn't know either candidate, how differently do you think an employer or an interviewer would consider those two candidates? It's a good question because um, it has been historically known that uh, CESA candidates are treated as second layer, second tier as compared to the CCT candidates. And hence, I always say in my course for CESA applicants training that the main passport to get into specialist register is the beginning of the whole process. Once you get the specialist registration, the next really is to make yourself competitive shoulder to shoulder with the CCT candidate. And that's something which is often embellished with the help of further fellowships, publications, audits and research and so on and so forth. So just a Caesar is unfortunately not enough. You need to do a lot more after that. It's the beginning of the rat race, so to say. Of course, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And Caesar, my understanding is that it, it is a long journey. And you know, in comparison to the conventional specialty training route where trainees can undertake seven years of training and then achieve CCT, you know, CESA doesn't have a limited time span. You know, what would you say is the success rate for CESA applicants? Well, Sunil, actually what happens is CESA nowadays can be achieved through two routes, so to say. One is if you have training from overseas and you happen to be in the right trust or the right eye directorate, you could achieve the top-up training that is required for all your workplace-based assessments, your exams, etc. over roughly, I would say, three to four years. That is, if you're well-trained with an overseas postgraduate degree, etc. from, you know, whichever country. Because CESAR doesn't rely on which country your training is from. But it does insist on a few requisites, which is all well explained on the website, and that's quite important. The second route is the more recent one, which is DNOVA candidates post-FY2 who have not been able to make it into the national recruitment. They can actually get into a run-through parallel program to CCT. This was pioneered by by Southampton. And Southampton, in fact, managed to get their first candidate through successfully through the CESAR route after a seven-year training. So it doesn't take any longer if you happen to be in the right place at the right time. 
and that's quite mm-hmm. uh, a new development and a lot of trusts are wanting to do it because as you know there are about 200 plus vacant consultant posts across the country and hence a lot of people are beginning to groom their own candidates so that they can employ in their own trust this is obviously possible for the bigger trusts like southampton is a good example they've been the champions actually success rate has been roughly quoted by gmc close to 45 to 50% that is not in the first attempt but subsequent attempts sometimes they usually give you two attempts usually when you apply first time the assessment is done and you are either passed or failed to be entered into caesar the specialist register and if you are failed they give you usually 12 months and clear recommendations as to why you have been not successful and within 12 months you got to resubmit just the aspects where you did not reach up to the satisfactory level put together they it's close to 50% it is very variable for different directorates and uh, for example in radiology it's close to 80% and there are certain other specialties where it is as low as 30 to 40% ophthalmology sits in the middle and the average general is 50% i would say so what happens if an individual resubmits their caesar portfolio and they fail again well you're only unfortunately given two attempts first attempt obviously is the best attempt second attempt is not bad if the recommendations are few and achievable within a span of 12 months if for example say i know of one candidate who is now a consultant actually with cornell interest he applied failed the first time with a few recommendations one of them being you have to clear the fasi oft which he obviously couldn't achieve within 12 months so what he did he concentrated on the fellowship got it and then came back reapplied and got through and it's interesting a lot of people who apply for the caesar applicant training course where everybody insists on getting the fellowship because it is a local exam and it's by far the best standard exam that is believed to be in the country a lot of those candidates happen to be seen by me in the frc of oskis because i examined for the college as well and it is very gratifying because i'm a council member i see their journey on the graduation ceremony as well where they come to collect their fellowship and because i'm a council member i happen to be sitting in the front end of the whole crowd to clap for them mm. so the whole process is very good in that sense and what i'm trying to drive home here simultaneously is get the fellowship as part of your preparation for the caesar application yeah do you think it's potentially unfair to ask candidates from abroad who for example already obtained and achieved frcs edinburgh ophthalmology to then retake all these exams to obtain frc ops personally if you ask me definitely it's not unfair because college has exit exam in frc of part 2 and if a cct candidate doesn't get it he or she is not given cct and i'm sure you're familiar with such candidates who have been excellent clinicians I have a couple of trainees who have been really, really good, 
but unfortunately they didn't get through their exam and hence they were not allowed to progress further on the cct route so it is you know why should we have double standards and if you're going to practice yeah, in uk and our college exam is de- definitely based on the curriculum and gmc's good medical practice actually so it's very well structured it covers what we do every day in the country as an ophthalmologist consultant so i think it's important to go through the hoops to make it a standard process you got to remember all the candidates come from different backgrounds and it is very very difficult for any college to standardize it against the fasi oath of any postgraduate exam from any country hence there has to be a yardstick and because it cannot be put as a rule we recommend it as a college for people to continue and finish their fellowship before they submit their application i think it's fair and it is a transparent request it's not you know hidden at all it's a it's the recommendation that we give in all our talks like i'm doing now on also the gmc recommends the same in all our courses okay so mr sandramuli you said that you've been examining for some time now and you know you've been doing this for 8 years and you've been been involved with the process for for a long time now you know what motivated and drove you to be involved with this specific process to start with in simple terms i would say it's your way of giving back something to the college and to your profession that is in in a altruistic manner i'm putting it across but it gives you a lot of satisfaction sunil because when you are an examiner you do understand the nuances of the exam and how things are expected and how the standards are met with by different candidates in different performances and you are able to actually give it back to your trainees i i come from west midlands where we have a huge cohort of trainees and i do run regular training courses near the exam time for my trainees which they all appreciate because it is insightful you, there's you know no way to prepare than with some insight as to what is expected of the exam and the exam is very well structured so it is fantastic to give back something to the candidates and something back to the college and the same ethos exists for caesar because i always felt the sas great doctors are often very good and for various circumstantial reasons they have not been able to pursue the cct route but if they are good and if they have got their exams i am able to guide them and able to enable them to get the caesar to that end what i've done is we have two caesar fellows who happen to be our past SAS grade doctors they finished their exams and then they came to me and said look we want to become consultants we feel we have it in us can you do something about us so i said yeah i'll create two caesar posts and go through training for you to complete all your modules or the subspecialty that we have to fulfill for the caesar application there are seven of them and they're doing it now they've done it for the last 18 months they've covered quite a lot despite the covid uh, you know difficulties i think in give it another 12 months they should be ready 
to submit their applications and you know these are very satisfying means to an end where we know there are vacancies and these two candidates are you know once they finish it and if they do another fellowship they'll be ready for appointment anywhere and i would love to have them back retained in wolverhampton if they want also to continue with us now that can't be more satisfying than you know anything else in life because you do give it back and obviously because you are in the limelight a lot of people ask you for help and that's also one way of you know fulfillment if you ask me yeah so so are there opportunities in the college to be involved as a you know a caesar assessor and what would you say to to con- fellow consultant ophthalmologists who might want to be involved i would encourage definitely that particular topic because it is something like examiner post caesar assessor post is also done outside your normal working requirements this is not something your trust will cater to the trust will love you to take part in these activities for the college and i would encourage anybody who is aware of how to examine for example or how to be a caesar assessor they should contact the college the training department or the training committee is the one that is in charge alex titko is the main person and college website itself actually regularly puts forth its uh, link for applying for that post as a caesar assessor and once you are selected then actually there is a training course which enables you to get to grips with what is required of you and then slowly you are injected into the assessment scheme of things first as an observer then you are a co-panel member and then you become the chair for that particular you know assessment so it's a very systematically well oiled process and i would encourage anybody who is involved in training to kindly consider this because it's very fulfilling you mentioned covid just a few moments ago and you were talking about how you know your colleagues in your own department have achieved so much despite covid but have caesar portfolio reviews been affected by covid definitely yes because uh, <clears throat> i don't know if you know sunil we count 5 years of the last training or before the application is made as the key currency you can say of evidence so say for example if somebody had done 100 trabeculectomies in 2010 and nothing at all in the last 5 years no glaucoma procedures then that stands against you to be successful as a caesar candidate whereas if you have done 100 plus and if you have done 6 or 7 others in the last 5 years then it cumulatively adds up that you are up to date and if especially you provided some cbds or osats on the particular glaucoma procedure then it is going to add more value to that assessment so if covid has ruined that particular chance for that particular person in that year in the last one year that is last 10 months they've not been able to get that particular evidence it is going to affect them and uh, it's very much down to is it a single aspect or is it multiple aspect because in in caesar application you have to clear every competency you have to provide evidence for all the competencies and if you haven't you will be 
unsuccessful in that particular element and will be asked to be given a recommendation to clear that with specific you know requirements for that particular recommendation so covid has covered it to some people because what would have been 5 years evidence is now 6 years sometimes if you're unlucky and uh, having said that this year we have had quite a few applications for caesar quite a few and i myself have done a few in, in this year actually 2020 does college look you know leniently on candidates who might have been adversely affected by the covid-19 crisis they are encouraging to mention if it is a marginal situation in your application to say that due to the covid i have not been able to do this or that but remember it is not going to be a major leniency so i wouldn't like to take a chance is what i would say for example again i'm giving you a rough example you have done you are expected to do one audit every year so you are expected to submit five audits including one completed cycle that's a prerequisite for all cct candidate as well so we want a submission to have that and if say for 2020 you are unable to show an audit but for 2021 your sixth year you are showing one then and you are saying in your application in 2020 i could not do any audit because of lack of activities due to covid then that kind of scenario would be considered as a, okay this is acceptable and the assessor will give credit for that but where it will not be possible is you have not done let's say two temporary biopsies and you are quoting covid as a reason because one year you couldn't do anything now that's not fair because you are expected to do it over 5 years you see what i mean so it it does depend on which particular aspect we are talking about so you know you've been involved with the caesar process for a long time now has the process changed significantly over the previous 8 years and you know the other thing is you mentioned that we have over 200 consultant vacancies in the uk are there any plans for caesar to change in the future you know potentially to become more lenient to allow us to recruit more consultants and fill those gaps i wouldn't say that the process has changed definitely both in terms of preparation of the candidates we can start from that level like i said southampton is pro- providing programs a lot of trusts are interested in actually developing their own caesar candidates and they are trying to provide a good atmosphere for them to get their act together so that's a good change that i've seen over the last particularly 4 5 years i would say and we are running regular courses for the applicants to make things as clear as possible this is in conjunction with gmc there are workshops as part of the courses people who have attended it have always given us good feedback and i'm not the only one running it there are three or four of us senior assessors who do that and it is good value for money and it is not particularly expensive and the last one we had was in november and it was all online so it's likely that it'll be staying online for the foreseeable future and the third thing that i've noticed is obviously with the changing curriculum there is always going to be shift in gear for caesar process the application process what we have is a specialty specific guidance which hasn't changed much but curriculum has changed at least two or three times in the last 8 years that i have been involved in and 
that in itself is a reflection that it is changing with changing times and it, it is keeping it keeping in control with the trend what it has not done is it does not made the process any lenient i have to admit it is definitely not lenient because the bar is set at a golden standard in comparison with the cct so if the cct is not lenient then there's no way caesar is going to be lenient in other words it's a direct uh, bar that is set in parallel with the cct only the root is different have you ever encountered uh, an applicant who's achieved the caesar competencies in a shorter time than they would have otherwise done during a 7 year training program people who have trained from overseas of course like i said they probably if they get their act together to get the exams out of the way and be focused they can do it in a minimum i would say 2 to 3 years but if you have not done any ophthalmology i'm afraid it's going to take 7 years minimum like any cct candidate or more if you are not in a place which is conducive for caesar training because what we do as caesar fellows both southampton and us now is we actually rotate the candidate through different firms giving them time to enable them to collect all the evidence and move on to the next rotation so they clear all the seven subspecialties with neuroophthalmology always being an outlier because not every unit has got neuroophthalmic firms which is understandable but generally it is uh, you know it's achievable in 2 to 3 years depending on the background of the candidate you know, what would your advice be for a candidate who's having a you know a specific difficulty achieving you know a specific competency in the unit that they're normally based in this is a common question asked in my caesar training course actually as you can understand because as an essays doctor often the candidate is well settled with children in school in that particular region often their spouse also working in the same hospital or a nearby hospital in other words life is pretty settled but the candidate wants to become a caesar applicant so under unit is not providing canon for the fodder what he needs or she needs is not being given it is repeatedly mentioned in the appraisal that you need yes glaucoma and oculoplastics for example training we will try and target it for the next 12 months and the next 12 months goes by another 12 months and another 12 months and it doesn't happen i unfortunately always always tell them you need to threaten your unit it often works you need to tell them i'm leaving if you don't give me and there are lots of units who are willing to take up essays doctors for caesar fellow training the trend has changed now the ball is actually in the caesar candidates court they have to challenge i know it is awkward i know it is difficult and what if the challenge is accepted those are the risks you have to take the other aspect is there are two spas in your program usually in your job plan as an essays doctor and there is always a neighboring unit which is willing to help you you need to explore it certain degree of initiative has to be shown i often ask the question back to the candidate have you tried any of this the answer is usually no but now that you've told me i'm hoping to think about it not do it think about it i know it's difficult it's easier said than done but there you go that's the way to play it i would say you know, just just one final question and that would be 
what would your top you know, three tips be to a CESA candidate who's planning to submit their application in the next 12 months? I would say attention to detail. What I mean by that is there's a lot of guidance available, both on the college website and in the GMC website. Everything is actually explicitly stated, but it's a hard one to assimilate and understand and execute more importantly. And if you make notes of that and make it into bite size so that you can actually attack each element of it in a six-monthly or a three-monthly basis, then that's a useful way to progress. Second is just read all the guidance. Unfortunately, there's no other shortcut to that because you need all the, all the tips that are available in the guidance to put in place. The other thing I said earlier is every competency is to be justified or satisfied. So if you fail in one competency, you fail in the whole application, even though you have to only justify that particular failed competency in a review application. You cannot afford to do that. So attention to detail, read everything that is there in front of you, including attending a course if possible, and try and ensure every competency is covered. One of the ways I would say to do it in a good unit where Caesar is actively promoted, you need to have buddies or peers who are also involved in the Caesar process. And that's one best way of actually exchanging notes and progressing further. I'll give you an example. In my trust, we have a very active Caesar promotion concept. What we have done is we've got Caesar for all specialties, not just ophthalmology. And we have a WhatsApp group for all of them. So they actually meet once in every two or three months, apart from the WhatsApp texting, to exchange their own problems on how they are addressing it, etc. The system is so good that actually we have a three-month permission for the candidate to go to a neighboring unit to particularly look at one competency and come back to the base. For example, if a nephrology candidate needs some transplant medicine experience, he or she will be getting three months from his program to go to a neighboring unit where transplantation medicine is practiced and come back. So that's available. And as a result, there's a lot of peer review and buddying that happens. We have regular annual ARCP, for example, for Caesar Fellows. And I'm actively involved in not just ophthalmology because of my experience with Caesar, which is a general principle. I'm actively involved in Caesar candidates for ARCPs as well as other training aspects in other subspecialties or other specialties like emergency medicine, nephrology, hematology, orthopedics, you name it. And everything is driven by SSG, specialty specific guidance, which I am able to read, understand it for even orthopedics and extrapolate it. And people are actually very keen for any guidance which is sensible. And I actually do that. 
on a regular basis for my trust. I've been doing it for the last two, two and a half years, actually. Well, Mr. Sanjumuli, that's been really, really, really interesting. And thank you so much for sharing so many pearls of wisdom with us today. Thanks. Thanks, Sunil. I really enjoyed that and hope uh, everybody gets, you know, good help from what I've said. Thank you. Registration for the 2021 College Congress, which takes place between the 24th and 27th of May, is now open. This year, Congress will be fully virtual with all 30 hours of sessions being available on demand after the event. Pricing reflects the virtual nature of the meeting and is the lowest cost Congress in 15 years. As always, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to get involved, talk about your work or have any feedback, send us a message at communications at rcops.ac.uk.